a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. So an interesting question, especially for young people. When you look at a job posting for careers, especially in the tech and science fields, do you automatically count yourself out? The question is, what if you actually had the aptitude to do those jobs, but you just didn't know it? Students across Utah, particularly girls, uh, are learning that maybe a career in STEM is something they actually can do and are very well suited for. Uh, we had the opportunity inside sources to sit down earlier today with Jerry Marshall, Marshall from Provo High School and U-Science CEO Edson Barton uh, to talk about this kind of learning and understanding, this aptitude, and what it really means. What does it mean to the state in terms of talent pool? And what does it mean for individuals in terms of getting a better handle on some space that maybe they hadn't considered, but they might just have some skills or natural natural inclination to? Uh, we started talking with uh, Jerry Marshall, again, from Provo High School. Uh, and I asked Jerry about how a lot of kids are put off by the label, just the STEM label, uh, and, and just how there are so many students who took the U-Science Discovery Aptitude Test. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Uh, and we're just absolutely surprised at what they found out about themselves. We can show them that it's more than just being a mathematician, being an engineer, computers. There's so many other areas in STEM that the average person doesn't think of. I think it really opens their eyes that they have more ability than they think they do. It helps them see their potential. Again, when they're looking at these career fields that are showing up on their screen and they're going, I would never have thought of that, but wow, that looks really interesting. If we can start working with those students early in the middle schools and early in high school, we can start getting them more excited about exploring those career areas. So looking at the U-Science talent report uh, and this aptitude test that was just mentioned uh, by Jerry Marshall, uh, So U-Science did did this report, 23,000 Utah middle and high school students, and they found some fascinating things. They found that Utah students have incredibly high aptitudes for in-demand careers, again, like jobs in the the STEM fields, but often they had low interest, uh, indicating there was probably some sort of career exposure gap. And I think that's so interesting and so important for our young people to really think through uh, and so U-Science, so U-Science is, is really the only fully integrated platform provider of a really accurate aptitude-based assessment. So that obviously leads you to personalized career gu- guidance, all kinds of uh, industry-recognized certifications. And uh, they were funded to do this uh, through the legislature, and they issued recently their 2022 Utah Talent Report. And all of these findings, uh, as I said before, uh, show that Utah students have all the necessary talents. Uh, All the aptitudes are there. Many just don't consider them because maybe what they're called or they don't think that's where they would naturally fit. Uh, So I asked U-Science CEO Edson Barton 
to talk about the the mismatch between some natural aptitudes and what people actually think about themselves and their own potential, in particular how it relates to young women's ability in STEM and their interests. In the state of Utah, where we have such a booming technology uh, and manufacturing and uh, technology base of operations, there is only about 5% of young ladies who actually have an interest in pursuing careers in that area. However, based on the aptitudes that these young women have, uh, there's 11 times more aptitude for those types of careers than there are interests. I think that is so interesting. 11 times more aptitude than there is interest in a lot of these areas, these STEM careers. Uh, so Edson went on to talk about one high school in Cache County that used the results of the the Youth Science Aptitude Test as a way to get girls thinking differently about STEM careers. They actually went to these students, and, and in particular in this case, to young females and said, hey, there's this great technology conference coming up called SheTech, which is a fantastic conference, and we would like to invite you to specifically go to that conference. As they approached these young ladies who had the aptitudes to do so that they didn't even know were careers in, that they could go into, all of the young ladies said, yes, we'll go to that uh, conference. And out of that the next semester, more females ended up entering into those classes that were uh, available to them at that local high school. So again, based on the aptitude that these young women clearly showed, then they were able to invite them to new things, uh, to new opportunities to learn about STEM and STEM careers and how they can take that aptitude they naturally have and get some interest around something that could make a difference for them. Uh, Edson mentioned uh, SheTech, and uh, that is coming up uh, that really exposes so many uh, young women to careers in STEM and all the opportunities in the tech sector there. We'll actually have uh, our SheTech folks uh, will be joining us next week on the program. Uh, We rounded out our conversation uh, with both uh, Edson and Jerry and really talking about this really isn't pushing anyone to be a computer programmer uh, because there are a lot of jobs where you can merge interests uh, in all kinds of things. And so we got into a little deeper dive discussion in terms of what this actually can do to influence, expand horizons and find those undiscovered, untapped interests and aptitudes that can really make a world of difference. So there's nothing wrong with focusing on interest, but it's not the only thing. And in particular, for a young individual in middle school and high school, their interests change dramatically at that age and and really from week to week, day to day even sometimes, right? So what's critical is to help them understand who they really are, what their capabilities are. There are hundreds, if not thousands of different careers that individuals haven't thought of before that are related in different ways. And a lot of it is that that marrying of what they really like to do with a career field that could actually be very, very easily support their family. And they're marrying the two together. You know, oh, I can use my this skill that I love to do and put it in this career field and, and make a good living at it and be happy. So this is obviously great for the students helping them to recognize some of these areas that maybe they just hadn't ever considered because maybe just didn't show up on their radar, uh, but to recognize they have aptitude and then developing that interest. This is also important in terms of some policy discussions as well, uh, because it actually helps a conversation in terms of what our employers need. 
And when they have aptitude uh, that they need within an organization to actually be able to match that uh, in a powerful way, to create learning opportunities, to create uh, internships and apprentice programs and all of those things that go beyond just what uh, kids are going to get in the classroom. Uh, It really highlights that, you know, early knowledge for your children can really help narrow that exposure gap between, uh, again, something they might be naturally interested in, something they may not be naturally interested in, and where their aptitudes really lie. Uh, That's a crucial conversation. I think that's important for us as parents, definitely important for our educators, and really critical for our business community uh, who needs those skills in order to keep Utah rolling along. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Senator Mitt Romney joins us in studio. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.